Hey, mamas and friends. Welcome to the Emotionally Distant Wife Podcast. I am so excited that you decided to join me for today's episode. If you are ready to go from being emotionally distant, closed off, and not showing affection, to being whole, embracing intimacy, and becoming confident in who you are and expressing that, then this podcast is for you. Hey, mamas and friends. Welcome back for another episode. I am so glad you are joining me today. In today's episode, we will be talking about what the beginning stages of my healing process look like. So this is episode six, the beginning of healing. Hopefully by hearing about my experience, it will help you to be brave enough to start your own or continue going. Now, y'all know I have to give my disclaimers, so bear with me for a few sentences, okay? Just so we are clear, I want to tell you what I am aiming to be and what I am not aiming to be. I am your helper, guider, don't take that the wrong way, friend, uh, support person, but I am not your therapist. I had to get me one, go get your own. (laughs) I'm saying that in the most loving way possible because I'm not qualified for that. So that's why I'm saying that. Your pastor, I made for a terrible pastor. And I'm telling you this up front so I don't take on the role of wanting to be super save a Christian, okay? Or super save a person. Um, Because I just... I'm not that. So I'm just saying it as much as I'm saying it for you, I'm saying it for myself. Obviously, I am not your God. I surely would make a terrible one. I cannot try to replace God's love, conviction, or grace in your life, and I'm not going to. So always go to him first. Always take everything I say and compare it to the word of God and what he would have you do. I desire for all of us to be more and more like Christ above anything else. God is the one Um, who I feel led me to do this, and I want to make sure it stays that way. He does the leading, and I just answer. And I want it to be the same for you. He may call you to do things or to obey him above something I may share, and that's absolutely fine because it's God, okay? (laughs) You follow him. So follow God, follow Christ. I am making a safe space for people to do the work themselves. I can be your transition person until you find the community um, and help you need to heal. But I would be doing you a terrible disservice if I tried to say this space alone will be enough because I don't know that. And I'm not going to promise that. This may be all you need, but it may not be. So I pray that the Lord would direct you to the community, the therapist, the friends, or the family who will help you as you go on this healing process. Okay, now that that's done, let's get into the episode. You ready? Let's go. To start, I wasn't trying to heal. Let me just make that clear. (laughs) It just kind of happened. I moved out of my parents' house in the summer of 2009 and went to college. I just thought since I'm away from home, I can finally, you know, decompress, have peace, Um, just relax because I was always so tense and anxious 
and start over in life, kind of, you know, like reinvent myself. Um, but the Lord had a different plan, as he many times does. I ended up um, getting saved for real, for real in the fall of 2009. Uh, God snatched me up real quick. He let me be, a, you know, a little semi-ratchet, you know, for the summer. And I was a little lost. But come fall, he was like, all right, enough. Come to Jesus. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So I'm going to tell you a quick story of how I realized God was healing me and I didn't even know it. Um, and then I'll give what that healing looked like practically. Okay. So that fall, when I decided to follow Jesus, I didn't have a plan. I just gave God all, 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 all of my heart. Okay. I gave him my mind my thoughts, my will, what I wanted, what I didn't want, my emotions, everything. I gave it to him and I said, you lead me every day the way you see fit. I will follow your lead. That is you being my Lord. You will tell me how the, the what's the best way for me to live my life. Um, and in the areas you let me choose, I choose. So that's what it was. And as he worked in my heart for me to understand who he was and who I was in him, it slowly began to chip away at the anger I had towards my dad. I learned that God was loving. So then I thought, okay, well, if God's loving and he's calling me to be loving, let me try to be loving. The same thing for forgiveness. I found out God was forgiving. He was merciful. Then I tried to just be who he was. I was trying to conform to the image of God through Christ. I forgave um, my dad as best as I could in moments where, you know, like things would come up in sermons or Bible study or discipleship or something like that. And then I would move on. Um, don't worry, I'll talk about that a little bit more later. <laughs> um, but the weight of being free in other areas of my life felt so great. And because of that, it made me decide, you know, this resentment I have towards my dad I'll let that go if I can keep feeling this good. I enjoyed walking around and feeling lighter and freer, and it was addicting. And you don't even realize how heavy of a weight you're carrying around when you don't forgive someone or people and you're bitter towards them, because the weight is invisible, right? Like you can't see it, but it manifests. In different ways like some people look tired and raggedy and just worn down some people are cold and distant and some people you know they hide it under being busy or even being helpful but secretly they are tired and worn out and I was I was losing all of those things I wasn't being those things anymore and I just thought whatever's gonna keep me going in this direction of feeling this good I'm going to do it. So whatever I need to give up, whoever I need to forgive, I'll do it. And so that's what I did. I just kept going. Okay, now that I got that out of the way, as kind of like a setup, now I'm going to tell you the story. So fast forward to the next year, I think it was 2010. It was Thanksgiving break, and we're having dinner at my aunt's place. You know, we're all... Um, like sitting, we're all kind of facing each other. So it's not like people are all around the house. For whatever reason, we were all in a kind of like a 
odd shaped circle, but we're all facing in towards each other. And my dad breaks down crying as he's admitting how terrible he was to me. I didn't know how to respond. I was a bit perplexed, <laughs> if I was being honest, because so many things are going through my mind. It was kind of blank, but things are going through my mind. <laughs> um, I really didn't know it affected him. I didn't think, honestly, he even had the capacity to realize what he did and to have regret about what he did because he would say to me, um, what I do doesn't affect you. What I do shouldn't affect you. It shouldn't bother you. And I knew that statement wasn't true, but he said it so much that it began to make me think, well, maybe I feel it too much or maybe it's not true at all. I don't know. I just kind of would go back and forth between those like, well, maybe it really isn't that bad. Um, and so when he apologized, it was just crazy to me because I thought, well, if your actions don't affect me, then your actions shouldn't affect you. So you're sad. You're you feel you seem to have regret. You realize you did wrong. Wow. Um, and as he spoke, I I was waiting for anger to rise up in me um, or a joy in seeing him cry and uh, revel in his pain, but it never came. My aunt stopped him from continuing to speak um, and made light of the situation because I guess I looked confused and shocked. Um, and I think she thought his behavior wasn't necessary and he was overreacting while he was apologizing but that's because she didn't know the depth of the hurt. And just because I didn't show it in that moment, because I was genuinely confused, it doesn't mean she should have cut him off. She should not have. She absolutely should have let him continue. Um, and that probably would have saved me years down the road when I would have to forgive him yet again. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, so the important takeaway for me um, for that Thanksgiving was that I had no joy in seeing him hurt. I just knew, like I said, I would revel in his pain and his hurt and I would be like, yes, I hope you feel this. I want you to never forget this moment. Just pour a, just buckets and buckets of salt on an open wound. You know, like I just thought I would light him up. But I, honest to God, it was not there. It just was not there. Um, and that, that was a bona fide miracle for me in my life because him and never was in a lot of statements I used to make. I will never forgive him. I will never do this. I will never that. He will never do this. Like it was just so many things I would say with him and never. So the fact that God worked in my heart to help me achieve forgiveness and I didn't need his apology. And when he said it, it didn't set me free and, you know, change my life. God had already done that. It was, it, it was crazy. So for me, I had already moved on without it. And that was just really, really, really huge for me. Um, yeah. So now that I've given you my story, uh, hopefully that encouraged you to believe that healing is possible for your life. Um, 
and whether it was a person or an experience or whatever the, the thing may be I hope you believe that it's possible um, that God could help you to forgive someone who you just you know there's no way in, in your ability and your strength in your mind I am never forgiving that person you know okay now let's go back and clearly define um, what me giving all of my heart, mind, and soul to God, what that really looked like so you can determine um, what may be helpful for you, okay? So practically, this looked like me first joining a campus ministry, which led me to joining a local church. Again, this is after getting saved for real, for real. I just wanted to learn more about God and who I was in him and so um, the, the campus ministry could do that, but I would get that in a greater context at a church. And I used to go to church before I went to college and I wanted to, you know, start, start to go to church in college. So something that I just, I wanted to do. Um, but let me be clear. I am not saying by joining a church, you will heal or forgive. I'm not saying that healing came as a byproduct. Forgiveness came as a byproduct. You know, it would be beneficial. It would be very helpful if you were able to do that. But if you might have to take off and not be able to be in person, but you do like a Zoom meeting or, you know, however people are connecting these days, that, that's okay. But just make sure that you understand. I'm not saying there's a direct, if you go to church, you will be healed. I'm not saying that because there's a lot of broken people in church that are shouting and paying tithes and their life is still jacked up. You have to develop that relationship and you have to learn about God and who he is and who you are in him, okay? All right, off that soapbox, moving on. I had to come to Christ first, repent and trust in him as my Lord and savior. Then all the other things came afterwards. So if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and savior, you got to do that first. Handle your spiritual relationship first and then your natural or earthly relationships will follow. As I've stated before, you don't have to do this. I'm only giving my experience and based on what I believe, I think it would be the best decision you could ever make, but that is up to you. If you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior right now, we can do that. Oh yes, honey, we will pause this podcast and we can do that. So if you want, repeat after me, Lord, I need you. I repent, which means to turn. I turn away from my way, my will, deciding what I'm going to do, and I'm gonna follow you and trust that you know best for me. I believe you died on the cross for my sins, you lived a sinless life, and you rose on the third day. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to have right standing with God and to have relationship with brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for the eternal life you offer me. I submit my heart, my mind, my will and emotions to you. Lead me in every area of my life so that I reflect you in all that I do. In Jesus name, amen. So if you've just done that, I want you to know there's a scripture that says that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. If for one who is saved. So if that's you, congratulations. Angels are just rejoicing for you. That's so exciting. I wanna clap, but I don't wanna mess up the sound, so I'm gonna do a soft clap. Yay! <laughs> okay. If you are following Christ and this is new to you, 
join a Bible-believing church, read the Bible every day, pray, listen to God, check out some resources that are going to be in the show notes that will help you with the foundations of the faith. Um, If you already know this, you can skip this part. I'm just going to name some people and accounts that people can follow so that they can begin to learn. Because it's one thing to tell somebody, you know, join a church. Again, it's 2021. It might be a little hard to join a church, depending on where people are. So thank God for online ministries that can help fill the gap in the meantime, or it can also be supplemental to what you're learning at your church. So I'm just going to give you some. Some of these are about theology. Some of these are about living day to day. Some of these are Um, joining faith and mental health, mental wellness. Some of these are about ethnicity and the white man's religion and knowing if Jesus is real, um, apologetics type stuff. And then a couple of things at the end I'll list is for kids. So the purple book, this is the basics of the faith by Rice Brooks and Steve Merle. One on one with God. This is about learning how to spend one on one time with God by Jerry and Marilyn Fine. And here are some other accounts you can follow. I'm not going to list everything. This is just some quick things I'm going to pop off real quick. And they have other accounts. I'm just giving you the starting point, okay? Because some of these have like Patreon and um, subscriptions and that kind of thing. You can find all that out, but just for you to get started. The Bible Project by Tim and John. They have a podcast and a YouTube channel. Pastor Mike Winger. He has a YouTube account. Jude 3 Project by Lisa Fields. They have a YouTube and a podcast. Crystal Evans Hurst. She has a podcast and YouTube channel. Thinking Out Loud Podcast with Cameron McAllister and Nathan Rittenhouse. In the Light Podcast by Dr. Anita Phillips. Not My Own, which is um, Discipleship Basics of the Faith uh, book by Matthew Watson. Holy Post podcast by Phil Vischer, the guy who created VeggieTales, and Sky, Dr. Eric Mason of Epiphany Fellowship Church. Dr. Mason has books that he's written, um, and he also has, his church has a YouTube channel. And for kids, um, Superbook and Bible Adventure by Life Kids. There's so many more. I'm just quickly trying to name off a few. Sorry, that was kind of long, but I just want to make sure I give you something, you know, so you, I'm not just telling you go find out about God and now you have nothing. And again, all this will be in the show notes. Okay. Now back to what healing looked like practically. So as I said, I joined a local campus ministry, which led me to joining a local church. I got discipled. So that means I took time out of my schedule to learn the basics of the Christian faith. I didn't just decide to follow Christ and just let it be whatever it was. I wanted to know what was I believing, what was I deciding to follow, and what did this mean for my life? What it meant to follow Christ and live according to his word, which is the Bible. I served in my church. Um, again, I know this might be a little different depending on what your church service is looking like. Um, My life began to be about Christ, his mission, his church, and not my personal desires and goals. I committed myself to attending discipleship class, Bible study, attending church, um, giving, tithing. That's a whole other thing, but giving, being generous with my finances. 
I fasted, yes, fasted, turned down my plate and my palate, amen, come on now, listen, you got to fast, found somebody, grandma, you got to fast, baby, you, you got to turn down your plate, okay, turn down your plate, turn up your spirit, amen, okay, I sought God so hard, because remember, I came out of a, a a traumatic household. So experiencing the love of God through worship but and through prayer, was it, it was like mind-blowing for me. And I was addicted to it. I needed him. I was so broken. It was an amazing feeling and experience that I was having. So I just, I was going ham. <laughs> um, I began having personal time with God in the mornings, in the afternoons, in the evenings, morning and at night. Like I said, I was just, I was going in. Um, He was working in my heart so much. And like I said, the more time I spent with him, the better I felt. So this wasn't forced. Um, So don't, as I'm sharing this with you, don't try to copy what I did. I'm just telling you, this is, this is how it happened for me. He might just have you start with two things, and that's okay. But this is just what I did. I think because I was so jacked up and broken, he was like, we need to dump her in like the deepest part. <laughs> if, if I can give an analogy of like an ocean, he was like, she, forget deep sea diving. She need to go to the core, the crust, you know, where the mantle is, the lava, and just drench her in me. Um, so, yeah. I, I wanted time with him. Now, to, to break it down to where it's bite-sized and it's something that you can do, just start with these four things, okay? Number one, giving your life to Christ if you haven't or coming back to Christ. Best life decision ever. Two, join, like I said, a Bible-believing church. Don't be out here joining these weird churches, Okay? Make sure they are biblically sound, not prosperity preaching, not poor woe is me, um, what's the word, just living abased, that's the other extreme, not spooky or super deep and weird where everything is revelation and there's no word. I mean, the list goes on, but you get what I'm saying. Join a church that is seeking to help you become like Christ based on his word, okay? Number three, enroll, join, begin whatever your church calls it, a discipleship class. Not a self-help class, not a, a whatever class, a discipleship class where you're going to learn the basics of the faith. Because some things in Christ, I didn't know this when I first joined, some things aren't a salvation issue. Meaning Christians believe different things about certain parts of how we understand the Bible. And that's okay because it's not a salvation issue. But we want to make sure you know the core beliefs, the basics, the pillars of the faith. You know what I mean? You want to learn that. Learn the word and how to spend time with God so that he can begin working in your heart. And you're not trying to get everything from your pastor or your friend or your, your mom or your grandma. You get it from God yourself through his spirit, his Holy Spirit. Okay? So that's number three, join a discipleship class and begin to spend time with God by yourself. 
Number four, whoops, I just said it. Have your own time with God every day. What does this look like? I'm going to do a Facebook Live. If you're new to this podcast, hey girl, hey, hey friend, hey, if you're a guy. I do a Facebook Live that goes with the episode for each episode that I do. So I'm actually going to break this down into steps, but I'm just going to read like the bullet points, but I'll go more in depth with this with the Facebook Live. So if you follow one of my um, social media accounts, pages, whatever, you'll find out when I do that, or you can just catch the replay at some point. Okay. So those are the four things that you need to do um, just to start. Give your life to Christ, join a Bible-believing church, enroll in a discipleship class, and have your own time with God. Those are the four things. Now, for the number four, there's points underneath that of what it looks like to spend time with God every day. That's what I'm about to break down right now. This doesn't have to be long. Just, just start with three minutes for each thing, and it will give you a total of, I think, 15 minutes. It's short. If that's too long, make it two minutes. The point is you, you just want to get started and have that daily practice of spending time with him. Because once you do that, he's good. And he's so good, you're going to want to go back. So your, your hunger for him will grow. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. So I'm not saying stay there, you know, at 12 minutes, but just start somewhere. So number one, start with praise through song, through words, um, through singing, through dancing, however you worship God or praise God, do that. Then you're going to repent, which is just you acknowledging things that you did over the past however long since you prayed last or um, that day or whatever, where you just realize, God, that wasn't honoring to you or that wasn't living how you call me to live. I repent. I turn away from living like that or doing that. And I'm turning to you to help me to live more like you. Number three, read your Bible and pray for understanding. Sorry, so switch that. Pray for understanding and read your Bible. And then after you're done reading, write down your takeaways. What does the word say? Um, what, what did I read just now that can apply to my life today? How can I live more submitted to Christ? What did this teach me about God? What did this teach me about myself? Write down whatever your takeaways are. And then lastly, pray. Pray for yourself, pray for your family, your friends, our nation, um, anything that God lays on your heart. And um, you can get deeper and deeper into that, but those are your four. Praise God through words, song, repent, ask for understanding, read your Bible. Number four, write down takeaways. Number five, pray. Two minutes each, three minutes each, whichever one works for you. It'll be 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but just do it every day. Don't worry about trying to do everything that you see people say they do. People, don't, don't worry about that. Just stick to your little two minutes. If that's all that you can handle, don't, don't feel um, the pressure or have that legalism come in where it's like, you gotta do this, 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 you know? Sometimes you may end up just praising God for 30 minutes and you might not even get to reading your Bible. You might do it when you get home that day from school or from work or whatever, you know. So it's not a legalistic thing, but it's just based on what we know, this is probably the best way you can experience God on a regular basis, right? That's, that's all that it is. Okay. As I was saying, let God lead, lead you. Ask him, seek him, and he'll direct your steps with everything. I'm going to stop here because that was a lot, like I said. So 
we're going to stop here and let's wrap up with our scripture. But let me just say, you can do this. Um, don't try and rush past this stage. I really want you to do the work of building your relationship with God through Christ because nobody graduates from this stage. <laughs> so it's not like you learn this and then you move on and all you do is have open visions every day or all you do is signs and miracles or all you do is just stay strong in your faith and never mess up or never fail. Like, nah. We all have to continue to pray. We all have to continue to read our Bible. We all have to continue to allow God to work on our hearts and repent before him. So don't rush through this stage. Really grow and develop that so that you have a good foundation. And you can do it. But you got to start. Because if not, you're going to be in the same place. So at least if you start, even if you only took 10 steps forward the whole year, that's 10 steps forward. You weren't ahead before is something be kind and and gentle with yourself you know it might be hard depending on what your background is but start and you can do it you can do it and i'm going to help i have things that i that i have planned that i've said before now that i've gotten to this part of the podcast now we're at the healing part now i can start doing those other things that i talked about but i didn't want to start those and it be confusing you know Maybe you don't, but hopefully it'll make sense. So I'm going to do like little um, lives where we'll do prayer and um, I'll post things and stuff like that where you have an opportunity to do it with somebody or other people to help you, you know, Um, and I love that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to do that. So let's close out with our scripture. Philippians 2 verse 13 I'm going to read the English Standard Version and the Amplified Version because they're both good and give different things. The ESV says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The Amplified says, For it is, parentheses, not your strength, but it is God, in parentheses, who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work, parentheses, that is, strengthening, energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose in parentheses for his good pleasure well that's encouraging (laughs) it's not me doing all the work it's him he is the one working in us because remember earlier i said we don't we don't know how our free will works with his sovereignty we don't know but we know that there's a part where he gives us the desire and he helps us because we can't do it. <laughs> Thank the Lord. He helps us. So, yeah. So know that you're not just doing this on your own. It's not like um, you just like conjuring up some kind of thing to make this work. He's working in you. And that's that's good to know that it's, it's not me. He's going to be the one to do it. And I'm, I'm working with him. Um, okay. So I'm done. Hopefully this wasn't too long. Um, Be looking out for the soul work that I'll be posting shortly. Um, Just look on my uh, Facebook or Instagram and you'll see it. And these are going to be questions that I ask you, which I do after each episode to help you not just listen to the podcast, but actually begin to make some steps toward 
working on your soul for the better. And then, like I said, I'll do the Facebook Live, which this month um, is going to be about what time with God looks like, breaking down those four steps. Um, and that'll be announced on my social media. And lastly, if you want, if you didn't know, you can watch the podcast. Um, you can watch it on my Facebook uh, public page, The D Plus Housewife, or you can watch it on my YouTube channel, The D Plus Housewife. Thank you for thinking that you are worth caring for. Your soul is worth caring for. Your spirit is worth caring for. Your mind is worth caring for. You, all of you, are worth caring for. All right. Until next time. Bye, mamas and friends.